Welcome to Newest Latest Best, the quick daily show to keep you in the know with all of the newest information, latest releases, and the very best that games have to offer. I'm Jeff Kanata, and today is Saturday, January 6th, 2018. I want to tell you about a couple of games I've been putting some hours into, and they are both on iOS. But hold on, hold on, don't touch that dial. Keep listening because these aren't your average iOS games. These are deep, engrossing, game-of-the-year quality games. These are AAA through and through incredible experiences that I have been playing on my iPad. And they deserve to be up there with the, the biggest and best of gaming right now. The first is a game I talked a lot about uh, over the course of its development, a game I was very, very much anticipating, and that is a game called Goragoa, uh, that was published by Annapurna Studios, and it is hard to explain. Uh, a game I've tried to explain numerous ways <laughs> on various podcasts, but uh, let me just say this: you should get Goragoa immediately. It's incredible. Uh, it is all too short, unfortunately, but well worth its price tag. I think the wonders and inventiveness that it contains uh, will delight you and entertain you and boggle your mind and reveal really wonderful mysteries. It is a magical experience and one unlike anything that I have ever played, and I suspect anything you have ever played either. It is a truly original work. Gora Goa is a puzzle game where you are attempting to unravel a mystery by delving deeper and deeper into images that are presented as a series of tiles laid out across the surface of your device. Now, Goragoa is also available on PC and I think on consoles, so you don't have to play it on iOS. I think iOS uh, is the best way to play it because moving the world around with your finger, I think, just feels the most natural. But here's the way it works. There are these tiles, and there are images. And each image is comprised of a series of layers. And you can think of it, if you've ever worked in Photoshop, as a, a series of sort of Photoshop layers that can be moved independently. So, for example, if there is a door, perhaps that door can be slid off of its tile and onto another tile revealing the hole behind the door, which has more image behind it. But then moving that door atop an adjacent tile turns that tile into having a doorway, which then affects it in some new way itself. So you're constantly sliding these elements from tile to tile, clicking on elements, going deeper into the image, revealing things, and helping the little protagonist move between worlds and discover more about this creature no known as the Goragoa. I don't know if that description does it justice. I can tell you it is a remarkably cool experience. It is beautifully illustrated. Uh, it's all hand-drawn animation, hand-drawn, um, very artistic images that you are interacting with throughout the game. A beautiful sort of painterly style that is... I found to be really charming and, and gorgeous. Uh, 
and really brings you into that world, all the nooks and crannies, because you'll be studying these images, looking for elements that you can affect, looking for ways to slide things atop other things to affect change in the imagery. And I, I, I just love this game. I wish it was longer. It was made by just one guy, and uh, he put his heart and soul into it, clearly. I hope there's more Goragoa coming. I, I would love a Goragoa 2 or some other version of this idea to manifest because it is it is something special give it a shot the other new ios game that i've been putting a lot of time into is civilization 6 which just released on ipad uh it is a full priced game so it is priced alongside its pc counterpart at 60 dollars uh they had been running a special of it for 30 dollars Uh, which I think is well worth the price. I mean, this is the full game. This is the PC game. I actually am astounded at how well they managed to bring in everything from the PC version into this iPad version. Now, I'm playing on an iPad Pro. Your older iPad uh, results may vary. Uh, I don't know how performance rates on older iPads, but I can tell you that it is... It's incredible that they managed to translate the full, big, gigantic, deep PC version to the iPad complete, complete feature complete. I did enjoy the old Civ Revolution games uh, on, on console where they sort of stripped away a lot of the deeper features and made a more streamlined version of Civilization. And that is what I would have expected from an iPad port. But that is not what you get. This is full-on Civ Six. This is the full game. Uh, the Visually, it, it, it completely holds up and stands shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder with its PC counter, counterpart. It looks beautiful. You can zoom in and zoom out on the map. Uh, touch controls just make a whole lot of sense. Everything really, really works. It's stunning. And I'm such a Civ junkie that I... One more turn on a device that I can sit in bed and play has been absolutely uh, terrifying. It's been, it's been life-altering. Uh, the idea of having one more turn on my PC was always mitigated by the fact that I had to leave my office and go someplace else at some point. But now I can just take my iPad with me and play it wherever I need to, and it is so good. It's the full Civ Six that I loved so much when it was released. Uh, I, I'm shocked at how good it looks how great it controls, and how the full, deep, strategic layer is all present in the iPad version. So I know that there it's sort of anathema to pay full price for iPad games at this point. For some reason, we, we have conditioned ourselves that even, <laughs> even games that seem completely natural at $60 on PC don't seem worth $60 on iPad. It just doesn't translate. I can tell you... It's the, it's the same game, and I have been completely blown away by Civ Six on iOS. Next up, we have a call-in. This one comes from Steve, who has an interesting point to make about digital items uh, in reference to a discussion I had about Microsoft refunding some digital purchasers of Marvel's Heroes because it went away earlier than expected. Hey Jeff, this is Steve calling in from Michigan. I wanted to respond to what you said the other day about buying digital items in video games and whether or not they have any real value because they're fleeting, they might go away over time. 
Fundamentally, I agree with you. I think buying digital items in video games is not a very good value proposition. But just to play devil's advocate, is that really any different than when someone, say, buys a ticket to a play or a movie? They're paying money up front, they have an experience, they see something, it's cool, they enjoy themselves for a while, and then that experience goes away. You can't go re-watch the play or the movie ever again. So, just a little devil's advocate, another way to think about it. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Interesting idea, Steve. Thanks for the call in. Here's where I would push back. I think there is an expectation when you buy a ticket to something uh, of what you're getting. You understand that you are purchasing a ticket for a one-time fleeting experience. In contrast to that, when you are purchasing a digital item, say a fancy hat in your favorite shooter, you expect to be able to use that item like you would use any other item. And even if you understand that you're not going to be able to use it forever, you don't know, there isn't an expectation up front of when that time period is going to end. I would say a better analogy might be if you spend a whole bunch of money on flowers for your loved ones. Let's say your significant other uh, has a birthday and you want to buy flowers. If you purchase flowers, even if you know they're not going to last forever, you have a certain expectation to get a level of enjoyment out of them. And if those flowers die within 12 hours of purchasing them, you'll feel a little cheated. You knew the flowers weren't going to live forever, but you thought maybe you'd get a week, maybe two if you're lucky, if you water them real well. And if you bring those flowers home and they wither and die immediately, I think you'd feel a sense of being cheated or some unfairness there. Even if you knew in the back of your head, these are things that aren't going to last forever. I think that's a little bit more what we're talking about. Sure, no one thinks a digital item is the same as a physical item. It's not going to live forever. It, it requires servers. It requires the game to still be going, all of that stuff. But I don't think we think of it in the same way we think of a ticket to a movie or a play, which we understand to be a one-time experience. These are items in our heads. These are items. People that are spending hundreds of dollars on Star Citizen right now expect to have a lifetime of use out of that that I'm not sure is realistic. I'm not sure we are thinking about these things in the right way because all of that money is contingent on there being a game universe for you to play in. And if you spend hundreds of dollars on ships in Star Citizen – how long do you think you're going to be able to play those? How long should you expect to be able to play those? You know, is it is it an extended flower analogy where you expect, you know, a few years of being able to play with those ships? Or are you expecting 10 years of being able to play with those ships? Or is it a one-time kind of experience? I play with my ships and I'm done. I think this is all stuff that's going to need to be worked out as more and more games are shifting to this free-to-play model and more and more of what we are purchasing are digital items, but it's certainly interesting to consider.